You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page, or on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Hey everyone, David Gillespie here again with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I am joined by the tender, Richard Wisniewski. Oh, I'm kind of like a bunny rabbit now. <laughs> kind of a little furry woodland creature. I'm, I'm tender and soft. Yes, Dave, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful Sunday. It was a very long Saturday, so I am feeling very tender today. It's really funny, and you know, maybe I was hoping at first you said tender. Mm. And I was like, oh, I can give everyone my Tinder profile now. But mm. I'll hold that for later. Maybe in the comments when we post this, I'll, I'll put that out. There you go. You find Rich on Tinder ad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Papa crazy, Rich. Crazy yeah, guy. guy. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of dating, um, tonight is going to be a great recording because I went out of town for this one. Oh man, we have so many folks on this call today. Returning is Al and Larry. Guys, say hey to, say hey to everybody. Yo, back by popular demand, hunting rich as right. I don't think anybody really invited me back. I think you accidentally were on the thread when we published this link. Yeah, so Al and Larry, they've been around uh, on a couple of our episodes in the past talking about other conventions, other games. All good stuff, but a new guest is joining us today. Yay. Dave, dude, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. Now, Dave, my understanding is you actually founded CostCon or Circle of Swords Con, and that's what we're talking about today. So could you go a little bit into maybe the history of the con or what events transpired for your, that inspired you to make this con happen? We really started back in 86. We had a... Uh, our local mall, we had two bookstores there, Walden Books and B.J. Dalton's Bookseller. Oh, my God. Who remembers going to Walden oh, Books? Oh, oh yeah. The five RPG books they had. Walden is where I bought Hitch- Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, I love you. <laughs> but anyhow, they uh, that was when the, the, the first books started coming out, the Player's Manual and the DM's Guide. And we had a friend who was there, and the local clerk asked him, you know, seen him browsing the books and asked if, you know, that was something, you know, he was into. And they decided because the game was starting to get big that they wanted to do something at the mall. Yes. And he asked me to join him. And of course I did. And we started running it. And it was about two weeks later, he decided to move to West Virginia and left me by myself with it. So <laughs> left you holding okay, the bag. No. Yes. Wait, so what was this event at the mall? At the mall. Um, they basically just wanted us to run a D&D event at the mall. And we did huh. that in we did that in 86. Where at? We just took the middle of the mall. They just they put out like tables for us. In the middle and they uh, and they said, here, you can have all these tables. Uh, more or less. It was really the runway. They didn't they, they were afraid to put us near the food. So <laughs> oh my God. Down. what, what so mall was this? <laughs> <laughs> it was the Butler Clearview Mall. Wow. Wow. So so you know, back in the day, they would have Barbizon models show up and they would have all these kids come and, and walk the runway, right? Right? And they would like, oh, you're going to be a model or you're going to be an actor or something. Dude, you were using that same place to play D&D during the big demonic scare. Yes, we D&D. did. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. 
Well, I can even tell you a story about that. We had a uh, the same mall. They had a vendor day where different vendors were there. And we just happened to be across the hallway from uh, the local church. No. And the entire day, he is, he is basically staring at us up, you know, and every time he got a chance, he would be looking in our direction. And oh, yeah. He, he's wanting to see you cast a spell. That's right. <laughs> no, actually, finally, when we were done, he came walking over and he just looks at me and goes, is this that D&D kind of stuff? And he, I go, yeah, that's what we play. And he goes, yeah, I thought so. They play that in the rectory every Saturday. <laughs> oh, nice. How awesome. Nice. So that is, that is that is really good. A moat of, of acceptance in a yes. sea of, of, of fear tactics. That's amazing. Yes. So, but we've been pretty lucky on that way. We have a lot of local gamers here, so we really never you know, face that you know, as much as – even when we did the thing in 86, we really didn't get any feedback. I mean, we had, we had younger players there too. We had kids that were you know, probably you know, around 10 playing, and you know, their parents were happy and everything. So we've actually skipped most of that. We were actually pretty lucky. Would you call that CostCon 1? Uh, no. Uh, we started CostCon 1 in April 16, 88. That's when we did our first one at the local community college. Yeah, that was the official CostCon 1, yeah. And you guys like rented out space at the local college kind of thing, and that's how you got it going? Yes. And, nice. Uh, the, the first two years, we did it at the local community college. And then the two years after that, we went to Slippery Rock University because we went from a one-day to a three-day. And we did it during the summer, so we actually were able to use the dorm room. So we rented the dorm room so people could stay. What? And we ran with two more years of Slippery Rock. That is cool. Now, w- real quick, CostCon. What does CostCon stand for, and where is CostCon located? CostCon is basically the Circle of Swords Con. The name of the gaming club is the Circle of Swords Gaming Guild. Nice. So the, so the COS was the beginning part of that. It's always been in – well, it's going to be in Butler, PA – uh, we're at the local v- Vagabonds now since they have the space available and they have food on site. Great food. Yeah, so we've nice. been using that the last uh, probably two years. Most of the time we were at the Days Inn in Butler. We were there for almost 20 years, but we just kind of got priced out of the uh, the hotel. So Sure. Yeah, because as time goes on, they just up the price and up the price and up the price. And right. eventually you got to find another place. Yeah, we're paying about 40% of what we paid at the Days Inn. So. Wow. That's a huge price savings. Nice, nice. I mean, you miss not having the rooms available right there. I just hid in the bathroom as they closed down every night and just slept there. Kind of, kind of laid out between a couple of the stalls. <laughs> I can attest to bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Al, and when did you first go, Al? Oh wow, uh, that that question. Uh, I would say right around 1997 was like the very first con. This is even before I actually met Larry. I did not know Dave at the time either. Um, A friend of mine asked me to go and yeah, it, it became a very drunk, fun evening. Not, and I'm kind of happy I don't do that no more. But yeah, it was back in 97 Um, was my first one. And then I didn't go again until Larry and I started going, what, Larry, about... Five years ago? Six years ago? Well, I've been going ever since he was at Slippery Rock. So I missed the first two, and that's it. I've made all the other ones. And wow. <laughs> wow. And, uh, got to know Dave really well from hanging out there. And then he finally uh, went to Gen Con with us. And we see him out at Origins, and he's become a semi celebrity. We were even in the bar last year at Origins, right, Rich? And we were talking, and the guy goes, You know, <laughs> yeah. you know Dave Snore. 
yeah. <laughs> so he's a world world renowned almost. And but we've probably been going for at least I'm going to say seven years now. Yeah, it's been a while since the two of us have started going down there on for it. Uh, this year was definitely one of our best ones, though. I really enjoyed it. Couldn't have been any better. Well, some would say, some would say it was fire. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. So, wait, so all three of you, Rich, Alan, Larry, all of you went. Dave, you run the con. Is that accurate? Yes, I'm the con coordinator. Nice, nice, awesome. Okay, so guys that that went, uh, what was it like? What was it like uh, hanging around in Dave's con? The con itself, it was pretty cool. You know, we had a lot of fun, met a lot of good people. Like Rich said, the food was amazing this year. A huge selection of whatever you want to do. There was board games there. There was a bit of cosplay. And then uh, there's also the tabletop. And then there's Dwarven Forge stuff, which I really enjoyed. That was a lot of fun this year. Uh, the first time we ever done that. And just what, what do you mean by doing Dwarven Forge? Did they have like a big setup or what was that? Yeah, it was a huge setup with Dwarven Forge. This guy had this whole dungeon laid out with it. Eight by sixteen, I would say. Yeah, eight, eight by, by sixteen. Wow. Eight, eight, wow. Yeah. It was like eight by sixteen, eight by fourteen, something like that. Had cards with all the characters on it. Very organized, really nice guy. Simplified Actually, um, that other guy that stayed at Dave's house with us, Sean, he he was really good setup of that part of that so that you know, that was a good time there too. And then uh, you know, just nice hanging out with people that you know, at Dave's house, that was an amazing Wait, time. Oh, 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 hold on a second. You said the other guy that stayed at Dave's house. Were all you staying at Dave's place? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not only is Dave the con coordinator, but he's also like den mother to all the gaming con goers. No, 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 no. Just, just a few of us. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. How many people did you have staying with you, Dave? Uh, what four this time? I think uh, <laughs> five. Awesome. Five, yeah. With uh, Brian, oh, yeah, we had five. I forgot yeah. about Brian. Brian and Craig, yeah. <laughs> Craig didn't stay though. Brian stayed. Right. <laughs> Did Craig get voted off the island? Like I, just, I always wanted to talk only about the house dynamic. This is crazy to me. <laughs> I I did a sleepwalking stint too. Oh, yes, oh he no, did. Yes, no. He did. Yes, he dude, did. you haven't sleptwalked since like I don't know, a long time. Yes, I, I totally don't remember, but they they remember me getting up and doing stuff and turning the music off and then going back to bed. And I'm like, it was yeah, the, dude, I have no memory of that. It was the what? fireball. The fi- uh, <laughs> the actual drink fireball, not the fireball. Right. <laughs> so you didn't light fire at anything. That's, that's, that's what I'm hearing is you didn't you didn't set Dave's house on fire. Oh, uh, no, they no. Didn't, didn't say that. Not from lack of trying. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, not from lack of trying, Dave. It was uh, okay. Well, it was a little. Let, let, let me let me unpack this one just a little. Bit. Yes, please. So we, we go back for lunch, right, and or dinner, or was something like that. So we get back to the place, and we were going to cook outside, but it was just getting to be such a pain. So we go back to Dave's and we cook in Dave's place, and it was. Um, Al making steaks. He had got some thinly sliced uh, fillets and was just kind of popping them in the cast iron and getting them ready and taking them off, putting some more in, getting them ready and getting off. And somewhere during this put in, put out, a little bit splashed outside the cast iron. Mm-hmm. A little bit of oil and a little bit of other combustible substances. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It was a gas stove. <laughs> so then... 
we have a gas, we have an oil fire in the cast iron skillet. And no one knows this kitchen. So nobody knows. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. So, so we did not include the owner of the house. No, I was at my con. You're, so, you're working. You're working the con this entire time. These guys are jerking around in your kitchen. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, we oh, have no. permission. We have permission. Not <laughs> <laughs> to burn down the house, it didn't. Well, no. I mean, side details, details, details. I'd say it was I feel really bad because I totally, I lost it. I, I froze. I could not get words to come out of my mouth. <laughs> this is fire. And it's like, holy smokes, we're in an episode of Mythbusters. Right now, we are in an episode of Mythbusters. And, and nobody knew where anything was. So it wasn't like Al knew where to get like a pan top and put it on. Because, you know, that's the answer, right? Oh, yeah. Put just starve it, starve it for fire. Starve it of oxygen. Yeah. Boom, the fire goes out. Yeah. So, and then, of course, we didn't have like special oven mitts. So Al goes over and grabs a towel and wraps it around the cast iron, which has been going for 15 minutes. Oh, come on now. No, not the fire. No, no. You've been cooking for 15 minutes. Oh, it's hot. It's super hot. The cast iron's hot because it gets all hot all over. Right. So he gets it off the stove because there's this like vent hood above it, right? And it's all wood. And he gets kind of in the middle of the kitchen and it's like, he puts it in the sink. Well, man, it splashes out. It just goes down the thing. Boop, fire's gone. It was, it was magical. And at that point I yelled out a curse word. And, but as he went to the sink, it splashed and it splashed on Dave's curtain. Beautiful. Curtain. Oh no. What would you say, Rich? Is that no. 3D6 plus three splash damage? So you guys had a flaming pot in this like poor guy's house who's nice enough to give you room and you dose it in the sink and there's grease and water and steak bits everywhere. No, no, yes. we did not lose a steak. The steaks are <laughs> good. Priorities, man. Priorities. And, and, I mean, and and after after I yelled out a curse word, no one talked for 10 minutes. <laughs> and then finally Al goes, can someone talk, please? <laughs> okay, hold on. I mean, during, I this entire, during this entire time, Dave, were, were, were like your ears burning, you know, hairs on the back of <laughs> your head, neck standing up. Like, how did you come to learn that these guys almost burned down your home? There was, no. That, that was even more funny because I came home. I was fairly tired of the con and I came home early about 10 o'clock on Saturday and I walked into my kitchen <laughs> and it was one of those, you know, something's, something's wrong, but you don't know what's wrong. <laughs> so I'm looking around trying to figure so, out what's going not on. where you left it. <laughs> yeah, Trying to figure out what's going on. I, I look at my one, I have like a little desk in the kitchen and there's two uh, curtain rods on it. I'm thinking, why in the hell is there curtain rods on my desk? <laughs> and then I turn around and go, where in the hell are my drapes? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first I knew of that there was something going on I needed to find out about. So wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Guys, guys, I know guys, where you're going with this. Guys. I know where you're going with this. And this is, I'm going to answer your question where you're going with this. We went back to the con 
and we got there just in time to get to our next session. I'm looking oh at God, no. Now, now that is not where I'm going with this. I'm not going there with this. You guys went, you almost burned down the guy's house, and you're like, oh, shit, we have a game to catch. We did a cleanup. No. <laughs> That's just where I'm going. We cleaned up. Yeah, we did so a we clean went up. back, and I'm looking, I'm looking everywhere for Dave, and he's, like, doling out papers to everybody talking to these people getting their game session set up and then i go back and i'm like all right i'll wait until he's done and i'll go back up and talk to him i go back up dave's dealing out more stuff and dealing with a bunch of other stuff i'm like all right i'll give him a few more minutes i go back i come back because like i'm sweating bullets here i feel horrible i feel like not like that inch tall guy i feel about half his size you know and so i go back up and I'm like, where'd Dave go? Oh, he went home. I'm like, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Because my thought was, well, somebody has to tell Dave as soon as he gets home. No, I wanted to tell him as soon as I got back to the club, but there's just no opportunity. <laughs> Every time I try to talk to him, there's like a gaggle of people around him. <laughs> Al, you're too nice. Your stuff know. might have been higher priority than whatever was going on in front of him. <laughs> so, Dave, you, I feel bad for you, man. You get home. Stuff is all out of order. Your drapes are gone. And by the way, that is the cleanest kitchen ever I've seen. Because we went to work like elves. And we're just wiping everything down, double checking things, wiping areas that had nothing to do with what we were involved in. But then we we just we just went to we went to work like elves. Cabinets, floors, refrigerator, ceiling. <laughs> You won't need to touch that for about a year. No, oh no. God. And then then the next day, Rich and I, we went on a shopping spree. About four different stores. We finally found something that was close, close to matching. So we're, it's all taken care of. We're That's good, right. right, Dave? Yeah, I got new drapes out of it. It worked out. Right. And the house was not burnt down. The fire is it was dramatic. But it was and we are, and when it was all done, he said we're invited back. There's just another rule. Yeah, but I was lying. <laughs> oh, he's lying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you failed your insight check there. <laughs> That's where we're going to be sleeping next year in the side Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so other than almost built burning down your host's house, you guys went to the con. Maybe oh, played some games. Oh, oh what, what? The first game is really relevant that we yes. played. It was Fireball Island. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell us about that, Larry. Fireball Island went very well. It's a remake for Restoration Games with all the expansions. I think we had six people playing. First game uh, went fairly uneventful. I know Craig and some other people were like one move away from getting off the island. And I can't remember who won that first game. Do you remember? That was me. That was okay. me. So, that was and then the one. second one uh, went uh, not quite as well. Al was near the end. You have to get off the island at a certain point in two moves. Fuck it, Larry. <laughs> there was another gentleman playing, and he'd been holding on to this card for the whole game. And he's like, what's this card do? I said, well, at any Another point, gentleman named Larry was no, playing. No, 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 no. Might as well been Larry, because Larry was playing the guy's cards. <laughs> somebody asked me what can i do with this card well you can move somebody back three spaces okay i'm gonna hold on to that so it gets right near the end of the game people are getting off the island on the helicopter after fulfilling their mission <laughs> and i go hey you know right now would be a good time to play that card to force al back three spaces so he can't get off the island and win 
That's because I had all the things, I had all the points, and they didn't want me to win. Like, I got all of it. I'll, I'll play this card. Uh, sorry, Al. You can't get off the island now. And then the island blows the island. up. And it's yeah, because that's what the end as you know, it's always nice when you're playing a game against two against one, you know, when someone has two sets of cards to play against mine. You were going to win though. Who won uh, when you lost? Who, who, who got, who got the first place without you getting on the helicopter? Oh, I can't remember who won the second game. I think that was kind of irrelevant at the time. You know, what's really funny is I think I heard Al say under his breath, I'm going to burn some <laughs> <laughs> We're staying at Larry's house next year. <laughs> it, it went well. Uh, it was well received. Everybody had a good time. Marbles were flying onto the floor. Guys were getting knocked over, and it was a good throwback to the old game. It uh, highly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was good. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not sure if all of us enjoyed the game, but <laughs> the majority of the people sitting at the table all the time, I had a great time, even though I lost like when I had a good time. It was fun. I played again. And hard yeah. Game. Yeah, I saw okay, I saw it at the store recently. Uh, so Fireball Island is now uh, in your local gaming stores. No, oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's not it's not just over Kickstarter, which is great. Now, I want to bring up our second game that we played, but. I want to bring Dave back into the conversation because I noticed on their page, um, got you, you, David, you talk about being one of the largest RPGA associations with 300 members. Oh, wow. What is your story with the RPGA and how long have you guys been doing events? Uh, well, as far as the RPGA goes, we're actually the fourth club that was ever formed under them. We, we joined, I think it was in December of 87, I think is when we joined the, the RPGA as a club. I was also the regional director for the RPGA for Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, way back in the you know, in them days um, <laughs> when it was first starting, kind of a thing. So I've, I've had a good relationship with the RPGA, and it's kind of you know I've been with the TSR, I've been with the Wizards, I've been with the Hasbro, you know, as they keep on changing companies, that kind of a thing. So sure, and and folks, if you're not initiating what RPGA is, Wizards of the Coast now Hasbro has a global role-playing game that everybody can join in on and there's like fixed modules that people can go through to advance you know registered characters so you can take your character to almost any con any rpga event really and play the same character in a bunch of different games under different gms uh, because it's all sanctioned under rpga yeah it's called the adventures league for the fifth edition now and Dave's yeah. being a little modest there. Uh, he also is a published author when he actually wrote an oh. adventure for the, one of their publications. What? Dude. Oh, I'm yeah, so I'm, I'm in the, there. It was just one of the polyhedrons that that was the RPGA's uh, newsletter at the time. So that's really cool, man. You, you're you published. You guys host a ton. You have a huge membership. And you just kind of sit there and, and cultivate a, a large RPGA community. Any any advice for anybody who's looking to build their RPGA community? Something that you guys did that made you extra successful at building a large group? Well, I think we, we lucked out in that we were really one of the first ones that really did it. Uh, there's a fairly large group in Pittsburgh. Butler's a fairly small town, uh, you know, compared to a lot of other places. So, uh, but we went to a lot of cons, met a lot of people there. As I said, that's the real reason I still go to other cons is to see people that I haven't seen in a long time. 
Because I'm serious. I have friends that are that have been friends for 30 years just because, and, and I only see them at cons. Welcome to the gaming world. Yeah, it's basically what the gaming world is. You, you know, it's it's funny. Like, the joke goes that once you're 30 and on up, your list of friends shrinks to a tiny amount. But through gaming and conventions, I found the opposite. I'm growing friendships. I'm, I'm adding new people into my life all the time. So, you know, that makes perfect sense that you go to cons to have the social engagement and maintain all those friendships. Right. And I DM a lot and... Normally when I DM, it's with, you know, six to seven people that I don't know. You, you get to pick out the good, the good kids, you know, pretty, pretty fast, shall we say. You know, you're not a nerd for very long before you become a very good judge of character. Right. You know, like as almost a survival instinct, you have to be a pretty good judge of character. Yes. If you will not help me put my toys up when we're done, and if you yell at me during games, you are not on the list. That's like how I treat you every game, though, Rich. How did how did this work? I don't understand. I just knock all your pieces on the ground. That's true. <laughs> so, but the, you know, this this led into the fact that there was a fifth edition event going on with the Adventurers League that I joined in with the group. Oh, so we all went and sat down to play this fifth edition event. And you know, one year at Gen Con we played, and everybody was like in this different tower of a castle. And then at the end, we all worked together to kill a dragon. They really made it an interesting event. Neat. This one was crazy weird. Great. Larry, can you drop into that? Well, uh, first off, I'd like to thank Al. He uh, graciously gave up his seat at our table because of oh, some misunderstanding. So he went and sat on another table. So it was Craig, myself, and Rich, and some other people we didn't know. You had to pick your faction. Of course, the people we were with, uh, we don't want to be the good guys. We want to be with the Zentirium, and we want to be the bad guys. Well, that may have came back to bite us a little later on. But the idea was <laughs> one table or one faction competed against other factions for points. And then whoever accumulated the most points by doing the most problem solving and finished little scenarios, would you'd get points. And as you finished each one of these scenarios, you could either send a boon or a bane, something good or something bad, oh, to another table. You could send something good. <laughs> you could have sent something good, but it sounds like you Are chose you not to send anything good. Exactly, because yeah, it was coming back f- to us. Yeah, let me, let me step in just for a second. So I sit down at this other table, and my first words out of my mouth were, that table right behind me, we're getting screwed, just so you all know. <laughs> So you you went ahead and warned him that yeah, something I was, bad I, was coming. I, and I, I said, we're getting screwed. Three of my buddies are at that table. We're dead. <laughs> so we do our best. And the DM says, okay, you can give them a plus one to hit on the next encounter or an extra random monster will appear. <laughs> when they're, you know, yeah, send the extra random monster to them. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, all, they did. All I heard was... All I heard was monster. <laughs> and I was like, do that. Yeah, <laughs> do that. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. what, what appeared did. at your table, Al? Uh, we got, we were in the middle of fighting something else. And then all of a sudden this other crap just popped up and like, we had to sneak around through this town uh, was part of it. And I think the guards like got sicked on us or something. Like when we're trying to do this like covert type operation. So yeah, we didn't get that one done because of them. <laughs> Yep. Yep. But I'll let you know, Dave, I must be a hell of a salesman because I, 
I convinced all those people at my table to do me a favor, do me a solid. Let's throw all the Banes back to them as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure so, that was a tough sell after it was. It was. after they sent a monster your way and ruined no, a mission of yours. No, it, it really was because they're, they're really nice people. They didn't want to send any Banes at all to anybody. I'm like, come Aww. on, seriously. There's eight tables here, and out of the eight tables, five of them are the same faction of us. So we got to send it to them. We got to do bad things. Now listen, helpful stuff to them so we have more points. I'm like, no, there's no fun there. So, <laughs> by the way, who 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 won that entire uh, uh, that entire gambit? By the way, I, I you know I seem to. Dude, forgot. I am so mad about that. <laughs> no, Dave, Dave. Okay, there's eight tables. Everybody picks up factions. We all have all the same many scenarios to go through, but we picked the ones we want. Mm. So you could have all done the exact same ones, but there were like 15. So everybody probably did six or seven. Sure. And there was there was some overlap, I'm sure. But man, we get to the end and we've been kicking butt at our table. We had been knocking things out super fast. We've been really working. They come down to do the scoring and they were like, hey guys, it got down to a point. And so they and then announced the winner and our GM goes, yeah, you guys were less than a point behind them. By the way, guess what one of the Banes was from Al? You lose a point. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Me? Do something like this to you? We would have won that tournament. I would never do something like that. My bar was on fire. He was knocking things out. So who actually won? Uh, uh, my faction. Some other table. Your, yeah. Okay, your my did, Al, did you win? Did your table win? Uh, no, I don't know if our table left because that's that was like right at the end. Since I was like very concerned to go and cooking our food, because we had an hour. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> went outside. I got the table out. I was getting the cooking things down. I'm like, no, let's go back to Dave's house to cook. So no, okay, now, and, and now, I, now I have full picture. Yeah. Now I have full picture on you guys had just won this tournament. Al was kind of steamed because he lost by by no, 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 no. Rich and Rich and Larry are steamed because <laughs> they lost by less than a point that you took from them. And then you guys go back and and cook hate steak. <laughs> yeah, see, it was all their fault. They even had some NPCs you know, though, Dave, that would come around to the tables. Yeah, dressed in costume and give you mini scenarios oh, wow. while you're doing other scenarios. And one that is cool. Yeah, one they read cool. okay, okay, okay. And we got that riddle really quick. And another yeah. time they dropped in uh, and another encounter in the middle of the scenario you were doing, and you could get some bonus points. Very cool. Wow. That was cool. It was cool. Yeah. So back to uh, Dave Schnorr, Dave. Now, is that an event that was just at CosCon, or if people go to other Adventure League things around this time, can they take part of that also? Uh, normally not. It's basically called an epic, and the epics are normally only run at the cons. Uh, you have to guarantee them uh, like four to six tables. So, you know, obviously, if you're talking your gaming store or something like that, they're probably not going to be able to get, you know, that many players around uh, multiple tables at that point in time. So normally... It's only for the cons, and I'm pretty sure right now there's only three epics out. This was the oh, very wow. first epic that they issued, and there's two more that are available out there for cons. 
they obviously wow. do so with, they, they obviously do them with the origins and gen cons. That kind okay, of stuff. there we go. Sure, but so dear listener, if you like this idea of having this weird little scenario, look it up. This it was really fun. Yeah, it was a good yeah. time. I was very. I, I was really worried I wasn't going to have any fun because I I was at a table of complete strangers and I wanted to set. You know, Rich flew all the way from Texas up to play, and I wanted to get the table. <laughs> so I, I mean, I was disappointed I didn't get at that table, but. But you um, did, you did clutch, yeah, <laughs> clutch yeah. make them lose. <laughs> yes, yes. But I did that. But it, it was just fun all around. I think it was just meant to be that I was at the other table because then there was a little bit of uh, camaraderie between two tables there. You know, so that's cool. It really yeah, did cool. work out well. So, so I mean, it was a cool, cool event. So back, Dave, back to you on the selection of that epic. Did you? Did you have the choice between all three epics, or was this the one that's available right now? And so that's the one that CostCon got to play. Yeah, we just requested one, and that's just the one that they gave us. Nice, nice, so, very cool. And their very their cool. representative came. We actually had her, uh, Amy. She was our uh, coordinator for it, so we we put her up uh, at the days in, and and her and her husband uh, coordinated most of the epic. That's awesome. That's so cool. And did they did they GM or were they running things in the background? The wife GM, the husband is the one that coordinated all of the points. So he, he's the one I talked to to make sure that neither one of those tables won. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like, look, 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 like these guys can't win. Because <laughs> here in a minute, they're going to go burn down my house. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll probably, uh, we might not be able to do it for Civcon, but when, I'm, I'm sure that'll probably be, we'll do the Epic at our, our Coscons. We do two different cons a year. We do CosCon in March and we do CIPCon in September. What, what is CIPCon? Actually, we, it's called CIPCon CIB, which is uh, basically the sibling con of CosCon. Oh, that's we, awesome. We decided to do a second con. So we've done like 24 of them. So we, we, we've done about 60 cons over our history so far. Okay, really important question from Texas. Is it freaking snowing like mad during the September one also? Or is it only the month when I went to that it's snowing like crazy? It's September. I don't know. It's March. It shouldn't be snowing. A few feet. We don't, get, we don't get snow in September. We just get the hail that adds up three feet, you know, on the ground. That's the only thing we get in September. Oh, Dave, it was crazy. I thought we were going to have to, like, eat our snacks and be on the side of the road. There was so much snow coming down on the way to Butler from Pennsylvania, from Pittsburgh. Yeah. The guys came down and picked me up at the airport. Thank yeah, you. we had the. Otherwise, my Uber guy would have freaked out in the snow. I'm sure. Yeah, there was a lot of snow. It had to add up to about, about at least about an eighth of an inch on the ground. I mean, it was uh, ridiculous. So I was going for a 16th. Oh, wait, I was going for no snow on the ground. Guys, that would have shut down the state of Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of Texas would have shut down if there was a quarter of an inch or an eighth of an inch on the ground for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A few flakes. Oh, poor Rich. Put your window up. Oh, look at it snowing inside the car. Put your window up. <laughs> no, that was scary. I was like, ow, slow down. It's like we're in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> the white dots were going by so quick. <laughs> and we're, we're running around in short sleeves, and Rich has gloves on, a tassel cap, hood up over, shivering, and we're just out there. He, Basically, we're dressed for a Canadian on. winter. Yes, it was cold. Yeah. Was it? That's why was it like fifty degrees or sixty degrees? Oh, I think I think what he says is that cold is like forty six. I think is when he okay for the okay. high. Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, 
Speaking of South Pennsylvania, wait, wait two hours, it'll change. Yeah. Rich, how about yeah. speaking of Canadian, how about that Canadian tuxedo when you got off the plane? Oh yeah. So the guys picked me up. And what is Al busting out? A Canadian no. tuxedo full gear. He even went trench coat. Wow. That was Larry, not me. Yep. So so wait, wait, oh, wait, wait. So you had a you had a denim, denim pants. Denim pants. Denim jacket. Denim jacket. <laughs> and denim shirt. The only thing I was yes. missing was a denim hat. Yes. And he bopped out a bowl. Oh, wait. He we're going to fix this. We're going we're gonna to fix this. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, guys, guys. Okay, so this is this is a good time to say. I got stickers made, and one of our stickers is a freaking sticker uh, magic item, Canadian tuxedo. <gasps> hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can find the stats. All right. Magic item, Canadian tuxedo, plus three AC. <laughs> Plus five charisma. Oh, yeah. All right. This is an epic magic item, <clears throat> but it's a cursed item. You must apologize for everything. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have stickers made for High Shelf Gaming, and I'm going to hook you guys up when we get together uh, at our next call. Cool. I look forward so, to it. Yeah. I'll have them at Awesome. Time. Yes. <laughs> hey, okay. Speaking of fifth, we need to do another fifth edition kind of wrap up because I played the Bard, and, and we were all first level. Is that right, Correct. guys? Yeah. For your epic, you were first level? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And dude, I had like cantrips and I had spells and I had a rapier and I was like the best bard in the world. Until you rolled two consecutive I ones. Was, well, that, that's not my bard fault. That's your fault. That's nice fault. Yes. The bard itself was my, amazing. I could not believe how awesome the bard was. It was like Dungeon Bastard would be like, he's got to eat his word. Because he normally says bards suck, but I think bards rock. That's great. That's great. Okay, so event one and two in the can. Event three, almost burned down Dave's house. (laughs) Event four, that you had to get back to the con instead of telling Dave about the thing that happened. I'm sticking with (laughs) What was the thing that you had to do next? (laughs) Dwarven Forge, man. Oh, the big dungeon that they had. Yes, like it was. I, I think I might. Yeah, I have. A, did you take any pictures of that, um, Rich? I did. Okay. And as we post this, I'm going to put some of our con photos in the reply section okay. under the posting on Facebook, so we can get some of those pictures. Yeah. Out. And I just think, um, did you give everybody some of the visuals? I did not get a picture of the fire <laughs> at Dave's house. <laughs> like you don't. Sorry. Yeah. No, I I understand. Send that to Canadian. Send you the uh, the Canadian tag. Yeah, I, did, I just sent it to him. All I right. just sent it to Rich. Just it. Yep. And I forwarded it to you, Dave. There you go. So, but yeah, so this Dwarven Forge, we had to get back for that. And it, it was by far super freaking awesome. It was a good time, good setup. Guy that was running it was just wore out, you could tell, but he still put on a good, 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 good uh, session for us. Oh, because they had actually played, we were in the dungeon for the second session, four hour event. They, or yeah, they had played the top level. So he had a whole nother eight by 16 that was the city. And we were joining as they made it into the dungeon. Wow. So this guy, I mean, and and literally, you're just moving your minis through this entire complex. How many characters were there? Was there 10 or 12? There was a lot of people. There's there's like eight or, I think there's nine of us, eight of us, nine of us. There's a lot. Where? Larry, did you like lose a hand at one point? Well, no, that was Craig. Craig is notorious. <laughs> and any for touching things. For touching things he should. You know, even if it's obvious. <laughs> it looks slimy and gross. I'll, I'll go up and lick it. 
<laughs> sure. Yep. <laughs> That's correct. Cool. Gelatinous cube. Got it. Yep. That's he goes up and black, black mold. Thing and his hand gets stuck to the wall. And he can't pry it off. Rich, you were trying to pull him free. And you rolled like a two on your strength check. And you couldn't get him free. And, and I used my 10-foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know I have a 10-foot yeah. And I was trying to beat him off it and pry him off yeah. it. Because I'm not touching him or it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we totally split the party. We, we t- yes. As we were getting in trouble in that room, the rest of the party went, eh, we're going to go back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. D- now, Dave, did you, did you have to do any coordination to get Dwarven Forge to show up with all this stuff? Or is it like a guy who has a lot of Dwarven Forge stuff? The guy has a lot of Dwarven Forge stuff. That's awesome. That is really cool. Yeah, the only thing we really coordinate is the 5th edition Adventures League stuff and the Pathfinder stuff. Oh, Most nice. of the other stuff is, you know, people coming, running their own games, that kind of thing, which is yeah, and really cool. I imagine that you had a lot of people showing up for the Pathfinder 2E stuff, right? Because they're still in the middle of their beta test and all yes. that. Yeah, they actually had an interact at the same time we had the Adventures League interact. Oh, so that's cool. Another, they had another 60, 70 people playing in their interactive at the same time, so. Dude, that's pretty huge. Yeah, and there were hundreds. Yeah. And and Dave, if I rec- that the guy that has that uh, Dwarven Forge stuff, he actually has a shop in Maryland or Virginia or something like that. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Hall's his name. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He works. He works at one of them. He doesn't own it. He just. Oh, works okay. There. All right. Nice, nice. But he has access to lots of really nice terrain and and uh, dungeon materials. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The oh, torches yeah. would light up. I don't so have cool. any of that stuff. It's all. Oh. Yeah, torches light oh, up. Like little LED lights or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Really impressive setup. Very impressive. The guys threw me into a big pool of water yeah, where I was being attacked <laughs> by a sea monster. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's where the bogger belongs, is you know, with his with his like finely crafted instrument needs to be in the water. It was crazy. Yeah. Now, by the way, I did not go play Pathfinder because I bet their bars suck compared to <laughs> bars. Now, guys, I might be making a change. Oh, oh. dude, you've been a you've been a OD and D and you know AD and D guy since I've ever met you. Dude, the bard rocks. Now he wants to go to fifth. Wow. Maybe we can right. right. I believe it when I see it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Origins. I'm down with that. <laughs> so, okay, after the Dwarven Forge thing, what, what did you guys get up to? We played games at Dave's. What was the cosmic game oh, that we played? Uh, that was space junk. Space junk, junk yeah. Oh, so fun, What is space dude? junk? It is the world's simplest little game, but it is freaking amazing. I actually came home and I bought it. Like, I bought it immediately as soon as I got home. It's a cool little game, though. It's good for... Like kids that are, I'm saying even, I don't know, what you guys think? Maybe 11, 12 years old could he get it? I would say 12 can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just a cool little game where you got, you, you're rolling dice, you're moving your character around in circles, you're picking up cards to better your your ship. It, it's a it's a neat little game. I'm not as good as describing it as Brian might be, but it's a neat game. You'd like it. That's awesome. One other thing, Dave, I did take your advice. And what, from your podcast earlier with the aluminum dice, I bought everybody of my gaming group there, including Rich, some of those uh, whiz dice, the uh, aluminum high impact, yeah. and uh, gave that as a gift. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Guys, how'd they roll? How were oh they? Oh, my God. Well, then I was following your advice, Dave, about getting long rolls. And I now think I need a dice tower because – 
it is part of if you just dump a die, you don't get a good random exactly. roll. And those die, man, they, they catch. They, they're they nice. are so precision on their corners. That is awesome. I that love, is great. I, I love you. You guys know how I'm a dice guy, right? You know that. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm the yeah. dice guy. I'm the guy that has more dice than oh. most people or sets of dice. I should stop, say. stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Second hold place, on. baby. Dave, Second Dave, place, baby. Dave, how many dice you got? Yeah. Yeah, Dave Snore, how many how many how many yeah, you got there? I don't even know. Yeah, I forgot Dave's whole like, shelf of just a dice. Yeah, thing. yeah, you, you got me there because like you know those like gigantic plastic cheese puff barrels you can get, you know? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah, Dave has one of those full, all right. I don't have that. Okay. Yeah. I don't have that many, but I, I had the ceramic dice, I had the metal dice. I these are by far my favorite dice. My favorite dice. I probably won't roll another dice until forever. You hear that, Wiz Dice? <laughs> they went out and checked them out. They bought the dies. You're their favorite now after so much experience. Sponsor us. <clears throat> Sponsor us. That'd be awesome. Sponsor. <laughs> I'm writing a letter. We talk a ton about conventions. And uh, Dave, it's really cool to hear about your con. I would. I really want to have you back just to talk about making cons. No because problem. I think there's so much there that you, so much knowledge you have that I think that people would love to hear. There's one thing I have to say, just just because it's the most proud I am. I'm saying we we've been doing these cons for thirty some years, and we just passed the eighty thousand dollar mark that we've given to charities. Hey, awesome. very nice. Is the con an avenue for giving to charity? Yeah, we basically run a, a charity auction, and we you know do some other stuff to raise money for it. And in the early days, obviously, we didn't give that much money, but right now we give about we give about thirty five hundred a con, so we donate about seven thousand dollars a year now to local charities. That is amazing, and that's that, that's probably what I'm most proud of of doing the cons for all those years that we have been able to provide that much money out there. That's greatness. Yes, people provide stuff for their silent auction, and then you go and buy tickets, and you put tickets in on things that you want to be raffled for, and so all you know, everybody donates. Everybody buys the tickets, and then of course they just pass that money along. That is so cool. Well, dude, how do Dave? How do people find out more about CostCon and Sib SibCon, yeah. and maybe get a hold of you on social media if you do that kind of stuff? Yeah, they can go to circleofswords dot com is our website. Cos has their own Facebook page, and we also run a LARP and some other stuff, and uh, all that stuff's on there too. But if you just look for the Circle of Swords, you'll find our different Facebook pages. And I'm on Facebook as as Saldo three sixteen, which is S A L D O three one six. Perfect. And I will link all of that in the show notes, folks. So if you want to find out more about how to get to this awesome con and everything that these guys got up to, uh, hopefully you're safer about it than they were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just enjoy the con for what it is. I will link all of that in the show notes. So make it easy for folks to find it. Okay. And, and note that I'm out of space for, for people staying in my house. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> no vacancy. No vacancy. <laughs> Ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Larry, Al, guys, thanks a ton for coming. Back. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hey, no problem. Anytime. My pleasure. This is. I appreciate yeah. you having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again, Dave. I really appreciate you. Awesome. Well, everyone at home, thanks a ton for listening. This has been a riot of an episode. I don't even know how much of this I get to keep, but this is all gold. <laughs> the things that we talked about on the air and off the air has all been just gold. <laughs> everyone at home. Have fun and play well. May all your roles be crit.
Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. Music